You're listening to the Bill Shaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. The fall sports season is here, and Midco SN has it covered with live college and high school football, volleyball, and soccer from around the region. Plus, it's the return of the area's best high school football show, Varsity Sports Live, on Friday nights at 10.30, and Midco Sports Tonight, daily at 6.30, Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Bill Shaves Podcast. All right, welcome to another edition of the Build Shapes Podcast, Episode 7, recording this on a Monday morning, September the 17th, after a fruitful trip to the Lone Star State and back. I'm Alex Siner with Midco Sports Network, joined as always by the head of athletics of the University of North Dakota, Bill Shaves. Not a bad weekend to be in Texas, was it, Bill? No, Alex. It was warm. It was it's definitely warm, warm but, uh, you know, I thought, uh, obviously, going down there i think the probably the word we all used even in the hotel that morning was opportunity yeah. it was tremendous opportunity for for the team for this year's team but really programmatically and so knowing historically uh the type of program that sam houston has been having won uh you know the southland conference numerous times been in the ncaa uh tournament uh football uh, tournament so to speak uh the fcs uh field for the last seven years mm-hmm. in uh back-to-back uh frisco appearances i believe in 11 and 12 and uh in a couple of other semi-final appearances we knew we were going up against you know a program that has seen a lot and so uh, we could test ourselves and i thought our guys and our coaches had a great game plan and then of course you have to execute get a little bit of luck and uh and uh certainly uh try to uh kind of finish the deal if you will once you get into that position yeah und again playing a night contest in a place that sam houston state had not lost a game since early 2015 21 straight the longest active fcs winning streak in the country and really it was a a game where we knew going in it was going to be a matchup of two teams that play different types of football sam houston was going to try and air it out and put up points north dakota obviously is a ground and pound we want to just be physical up front and try and get the job done and in the first half really und had their way in this football game up 17-7 and really controlling the pace of the game and, and that had a I think about as good of a 30 minutes as you really could have against the top five team in the country. Yeah, you know, in what's, you know, and again, stylistically, I, I think what ends up happening, though, it, it's still only a 10-point game. Yeah. And so you're only two scores away uh, if you're Sam Houston. And, and I give them a whole lot of credit. They went into the uh, uh, locker room and they came out in the third quarter and, and really, uh, really put it to us. But, yeah. but fortunately for us, we held held them to two field goals, uh, three scoring uh, three scoring uh, plays or series, if you will, and uh, only one uh, was a touchdown. And that's when you have a shot for sure when you hold uh, uh, opponents to threes. Yeah, there were key moments in that second half because, yeah. like you said, there were some adjustments that were made, and the no Bearcats question. came out. And pretty soon it's it's twenty three to seventeen. But like you said, the fact that it wasn't thirty one to seventeen or thirty four, if if some of those opportunities inside the five yard line go for six instead of three, it's a much different contest. And you can see the belief on the UND sideline, even though things hadn't gone their way in that third quarter. I don't think they picked up a first down over the course of those 15 minutes in the third quarter. They still felt like we, this is very much a football game that we can win. Yeah. And they went out and got the job done. In yeah, the if, you know, it's one of those uh, if you if you went into the game and you said to me, you know, uh, we would sign up for this situation right now. You never know how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. 
but we got there uh, and, and I, we just had to kind of, I guess, uh, weather that storm, if you will. And I thought, you know, and again, you can pick out a number of plays that, uh, that were, uh, you know, critical, obviously, when you win a game by a point on the road and hold uh, them to, I think, their uh, uh, least amount of points in a long, long time anyway, so at least several years. But, uh, you know, I thought the sack – after the blocked punt mm-hmm. was critical, and it just uh, it it allowed us to keep him out of the end zone, and uh, and then from there, I think we kind of got our sea legs again and went. Yeah, which Ty- was great. Tyron Verde, the transfer from the Netherlands, came right up the middle on a first and goal play from the four yard line, and yes. yeah, sacked their quarterback Mike there, and then two plays later, another big sack from Mason Bennett, and pushed him back a little bit further, and um, it just like you said, the defense really answered the bell on that series. And then the offense on the ensuing drive to come down right. and pick up a couple of big plays. The one big throw from Nate Ketteringham to Izzy Adioti to yes. kind of get the offense yes. rolling. Uh, how gutsy is it for that group on a fourth down and goal from, you know, after a couple plays in a row just hadn't quite worked out. What were, what were you thinking? Was that the right move, obviously, oh, to go forward on fourth I, I, in that situation? You know, I, I'm a little bit of a gambler when it comes to that, too. I, I think... Um, you know, depending on where you're coming from and programmatically, I think, you know, you need to make sure that if you have a chance to stress the opponent, you try to stress them. I guess I look at it this way. Let's just say we had only picked up a couple first downs and mm-hmm. then we had to punt. It was just like a punt. Yeah. I mean, you would have had them deep in their end anyways. And so, you know, a three you know, I guess it could have worked out, but then what? You're you're maybe getting the ball back, and you know, mm-hmm. and then hoping to what? Maybe tie the game. You, you, that could be in play, right? Yeah. So, but I I think it's a four down game for a reason, and I think sometimes you use four downs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's about as simple yeah. as it gets. And the teams too. I was on the sidelines, just 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 as you were, and I was around the huddle, and you could tell like they were planning on going for it. Really, once they had crossed yeah. the thirty-five, like, hey, yeah. we're in four-down territory now yeah. with about six, you know, five, six minutes left, and uh, they get the go-ahead score, and then again, the tying score on the touchdown pass on fourth down. A great play by Noah Wanzik to make the grab at the back of the end zone. But then the go-ahead extra point. I think that sort of gets overlooked in the oh. midst of this. Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, those are always – I mean, and, and really, at the end of the day, it's about execution, yeah. right? I mean, you, you've got to make sure it gets done, and then, then obviously – You've got to put the ball through the uprights, which all worked out great. But, you know, a coach that I worked with previously had said to me at some stage, sometimes being down by more than three is a blessing hmm. because, you know, you've got four downs to work with. And, you know, that that changes your play calling a little bit when you know that potentially you might do something on second and third that you normally wouldn't do yeah. if you didn't know if you're going for it on fourth down. Yeah, it's interesting how that mindset Isn't has it? to change. What, yeah, when you know you need six, three's not going to cut and it. And my guess is the mindset changes defensively too. Sure. I mean, I think you're sitting there going, you know, what are they going to do? Anything's in, in play right now where normally this is their tendency. Yeah, so UND gets the seven points. They go up by one, 24-23, and then the defense has to step up because, again, this is an offense that has led the country in points, in yards per game, three straight seasons, and they step up and get a big three and out. Huge, huge. So, you know, all that to be said, um, as you, um, you know, kind of button that up and you get the win, you automatically, as a competitor, you you look ahead and you just say, well, we've got a tough one again this week, so away we go. And uh, they're all tough. I mean, you know, that sport, you know, everyone is uh, got a week to prepare, and and it's always about matchups. And I think the matchup with Idaho State has been a tough one 
for for us for both teams and mm -hmm. so i expect nothing different uh as we play on saturday yeah big homecoming game huge there, there's so much coming into this weekend's and and knowing obviously it's still very early in the season and we'll talk about idaho state here in just a sec but how big is this victory for this program to beat the number five team in the country like this on the road to get them kind of back on track yeah i i think incredibly big i, I i'd say i'm not quite sure how you couldn't be a fan, if you will, of, of FCS football over the last decade and not appreciate what transpired mm. down in Huntsville. I mean, you can have your own opinions about life, and that's okay. <laughs> I mean, but I don't know how you couldn't look at it and say, you know, not many teams have gone into Huntsville uh, and came away with a W. And so, you know, you might have played that that team, you know, in other places, but mm -hmm. you may not have played them down there. And that uh, that's a, a little bit different deal. I mean, just just the weather alone, the acclimation, yeah. you know, I mean, it, you know, they've got a home field advantage when it comes to that, no doubt. And so uh, and they're 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 used to winning on that field. So uh, um, I give a lot of credit to our coaches and our obviously our team, our guys uh, really executed a game plan and uh, you know what kind of sets us up now moving forward so uh but each game gets bigger from here on out yeah for sure by looming a couple of weeks away two games in between one at home against the bengals of idaho state then yep. a road trip to a, a great old rival in northern colorado coming up before a chance to get some guys healthy because there were some guys that were banged up this weekend and it was a physical game and as no you doubt. said the heat and give, give bill chaves a lot of credit because you could have been up in the press box in the air conditioning but you were down in the sidelines sweating it with all of us I, i'm not a <laughs> sideline guy but 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 here's what I'll say is uh, occasionally there's certain games that make a whole lot of sense, especially if they have a track around. Yeah. I feel like you can kind of get away from um, the team where they're doing their mm -hmm. uh, you know they're they're working again they're they're in their office working they they don't need me floating around there. So but it gave me an opportunity to uh, um, you know, I spent the first half with the Kennedys uh, up in the uh, kind of the end zone outside if you will, mm -hmm. and then uh, and then down in uh, you know. Uh, uh, by the uh, team in the second half. And it was just awesome to see. It really was. And, you know, you just kind of, you, sometimes you get into those games and you just have a feel that it's either going to come down to the last play or, or a one possession game. And uh, you just knew they were going to make a run. And uh, that team, that team, as always, is, is, is going to win a lot of games this year. Yeah, special win for North Dakota against a very good opponent. And UND now has a lot of confidence, I think, moving forward. One last thought about this game itself. You know, games like this, and Danny Forens, who's the receivers coach, obviously was a quarterback here at UND, spoke to me after the game and just mentioned how much belief you can get in your own ability and in your teammates and your coaching staff when you win games like this. He said, you know, in 2016, we won a big road game against South Dakota in week three, and that really gave us some belief. And then they ran the table in the big sky in week three of last year. They lost badly against South Dakota in week three. And, and then they kind of, the, wheel, the wheels came off a little bit and you kind of start to question, well, how good are we? So this win is going to be one that I think we'll see our guys just grow in stature and grow in belief with each other. And that can really be a good sign for things to come. Yeah. And that's the reason why each year is its own, right? Each week is its own, but each year is its own. And you just never know how it's all going to connect. Yeah. And so uh, I thought truly, Alex, I, I, it, and again, I, I thought coming out of Seattle it, that we... Mm -hmm for two and a half quarters and, and and it sounds you know to some that might sound uh not great but i i but actually seeing it and witnessing it i, I felt like pl 
playing them physical for two and a half quarters was going to help us this past week. Uh, and again, you saw what Washington did in uh, at, at Utah this week. They only gave up seven points yeah. at home. You know, I mean, Utah being at home and only scoring at one time. Well, that's what we did in Seattle. And so um, that's a pretty good team, especially defensively. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, that gave us some confidence. Uh, obviously, the final score wasn't what we wanted it to be. But at the end of the day, uh, it gave us confidence this past Saturday. And, you know, what? but now now you have to build on it. So, uh, you know, now now away we go. All these games get bigger as, a, as the season goes along. Yeah, big win, but it doesn't mean as much no. if you fall in nope. the next hurdle. So nope. Idaho State coming to town. That's a uh, Saturday game four o'clock again homecoming potato bowl hall of fame weekend it's a huge weekend coming up for university of north dakota athletics it is huge it is huge yeah right to to to, to liken it to our b-side it's like beating man U on the road and then losing to watford you know it's something like that so, <laughs> so, so okay Spurs, okay, okay so so we'll, we'll we'll end that we'll save that, that. We'll, we'll save that conversation that for a little bit but uh yeah it, it is it is a huge week uh yeah i i think interesting i you know um it, it, and i've had some you know comments about about obviously having homecoming and potato bowl on the same weekend. I think there was just a uniqueness of, of this calendar uh, this year, especially given the fact that we opened on a Thursday and sure. not a Saturday. And so there was some, uh, you know, just, I would say calendaring issues that we were kind of navigating. And so, uh, yeah, I, you know, th- there's a lot going on. That's all I'll say. We've got the Sioux awards on Thursday and Phil Jackson is going to be one of the recipients there. Okay. And so that will be awesome. Obviously he's had a hall of fame storied career. And he's been okay for himself since he, leaving Grand Forks. He's been okay. Yeah, I mean, holy cow. I mean, just <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, I guess when you don't have enough fingers or digits for rings, right? That's I a mean, good sign. When you're going to toes, yeah, that's a good yeah, sign yeah, you've had right, a successful when, career. When you've, yeah. when, when you've gone off the upper torso <laughs> and you're trying to figure things out, then you know what? You've been okay. Been okay. So that's awesome. And and so that's a, that's a huge uh, event for us uh, mm-hmm. from a campus standpoint. And then the Hall of Fame. I mean, the Hall of Fame is Friday night and so that will be awesome. And uh, uh, I know Coach Blaze will be back and he's kind of, uh, if, you, if you will, to some degree, headlining it. And, uh, and so uh, I, I think, you know, to, to, to be able to honor him and uh, and one of his teams will be fantastic and so that will be great and then uh, yeah and then it all kind of wraps up right with uh, mm-hmm. with the football game at four o'clock and you know we've got other sports going on as well right. so uh, uh, but 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 certainly um, the Bengals will take them on at four o'clock yeah and um, when you look at the the week of festivities and I'm not sure how much how much digging you've done but this is going to be your first Obviously, you've had homecoming before, of course, like you're sure. familiar with the familiar sure. traditions that yep. different schools have. Potato Bowl is something that's a little bit unique to this it area. Is. It is. What have people told you about what to expect this week? I, you know what? I Not much. I've read about it, you know, and read back. And I, I'm almost one of those, Alex... Um, have, when you go through when you go through events for the first time, I think we've talked about we, this we on have, a pod yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I, you know, people can talk to you, tell you about it. You really don't know until you experience yeah. it. And so, uh, I'm just looking forward to it. You know, I'm hoping the weather holds off a little bit, obviously for us, but I think it will and uh, mm-hmm. should be fun. Yeah, a lot of starch. Get ready for a lot of starch in your diet over yeah, the next couple yeah, of days. Yeah, that, and that's okay. That that suits the Chaves is uh, fine. Uh, one of the fun things about the fact that Idaho State is coming is this: this is the team that the Potato Bowl yes, started with. I know that, that tradition of North Dakota, Idaho, the two big Isn't potato producing states. That's fun that they'll be coming to town. That adds a 
little of something to this. It does. Thing. It does. So uh, I, I just think, um, you know, I, anytime we, we can play Idaho State and it works out in that regard, it, it just brings back the historical reasons why uh, everything was uh, built around this particular uh, type of event, but should be fun. Yeah, I know you've talked about the Hall of Fame briefly, just to, again, reiterate the headliners this year, of course, Dean Blaze going in, two-time national champ, of course, longtime head coach of UND Hockey. The team that he led to a national title, the class of 2000, the hockey, two, uh, the, the 2000 men's hockey team yep. will be inducted as well. Philip Moore, an All-American running back who was so, so good for this team, holds so many records yep. rushing yep. the football in the late 90s. He's going in. Um, Don Dockin, uh, now Jacobson from women's golf yes. in, the, in the mid-90s. And then Becky Leopard Erickson from the cross-country track and field world, also kind of in that era. So really, if you were someone who was a student here from about 95 to 2000 or so, kind of in that range, I mean, this is your hall of fame class these are the guys and girls no that question. really put their stamp on und athletics and in the, in the tail end of the, of the ncc days uh and again a lot of really people who whose names everybody knows even if you really weren't even a, like i know i wasn't with und of course at the time i didn't graduate from here but i knew who philip moore was and obviously i know who dean blaze wasn't those that's guys right. it's a really a great class that's going in this year it really is and then like you know many hall of fames there's there's other awards as well right. too so mm-hmm. greg leducer is going to get the uh, tom clifford award and dave and diane bender will be recognized as the honorary letter winners that day mm-hmm. and so uh, so all that to be said it'll it, you know this is one of my favorite events uh of the year and uh, maybe I shouldn't have favorites right I mean I'm not sure but I can I think I can have favorites on this one because yeah I mean I you know this is the reasons why you know we are here today is because we Mm -hmm. you know these folks built the foundation for us and so for us to be able to honor people it's kind of a neat deal so uh you know as we're holding a microphone right now it's it's an awesome chance for them to get a microphone and 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 thank some people that probably allowed them the ability to get to that point that day and so that's just uh, i it's always emotional and uh you know for some folks you know this this could be one of the highest awards that they'll ever receive literally in their life mm-hmm. and so just uh you know all that to be said we're looking forward to it i know the staff is looking forward to it and uh, should be a great week yeah a busy week but again a rewarding one a special one to be a part of yeah athletes. and you know it's a sold out event so uh you know it's a uh it's it's a it's an event where uh i know um Val Sussex uh, over an alumni foundation area, you know, I think she was, you know, potentially still navigating, you know, kind of, uh, I want to say SRO, but, but in a sense, I think standing room only yeah. somewhere along the line. And so, you know, I guess, I, I guess you could probably reach out to her to some degree, but boy, I, I, I think we're, uh, we're, we're, we're jam packed for sure. Yeah, well, a big week coming up. We should, before we move on to everything else that's going on this coming week, just again, look back really quick at the weekend and kind of wrap things up from around the rest of UND Athletics because football obviously scored a big one, but volleyball had a great weekend as well down in Tampa to go two and one against the at the South Florida Classic. Nice for Mark Pryor's team again to get a a couple more road victories in non-conference play. Opened up against South Florida. South Florida is pretty good, and so uh, and they they took care of us in three, but then bounced back, and uh, you know finishing up the weekend with a win over New Orleans, and you know that got us to eight and seven yeah. for the uh, for the non conference portion of our schedule, and you know uh, I there's no doubt that Coach Pryor challenged this team, and so I you know I think they'll be prepared for Summit League play. 
I, I do. I, I think, you know, it's a uh, uh, it's obviously a young team. The only way you're going to get experience is through it. So uh, we've we've seen a lot of venues. We've seen a lot of teams. And so, you know, now it's uh, now it's on the conference play. So that should be a lot of fun. Crazy that that starts this week. Oh, I know. Isn't that nuts? It's crazy. Where did September go? Oh, gone. Um, one one little footnote from from volleyball this past weekend. Alec Johnson, who still has a job, by the way, who was nearly fired earlier this year for his Tampa Bay Rays yeah, comments. Yeah, that, that, that's at least our pod uh, thoughts of <laughs> life, right? I mean, for sure. Alex on probation, I believe, is what the what was that the official on? Maybe, maybe not. I've never, yeah, I, it depends. I if it, I think in my mind, and I probably didn't share it with him, so I'll share it here on the podcast. Uh, um, as long as the Rays didn't make the playoffs and knock the socks out. He's good. <laughs> Water under the bridge. Yes. But uh, anyway, Alec is the SID for volleyball, for men's basketball, and for women's soccer. And he was with the football team on this particular trip down to Houston. And we were uh, on our way to grab some lunch before the game um, with the SID staff. And he's finishing up the write-up after UND had beaten New Orleans, which was, I think, a 9 o'clock start on yep. Saturday morning. Yep. And New Orleans are the privateers. Yes. And we were joking with him. He's like, I got a great headline for this. And he goes, you know, UND maroons the privateers in Tampa. And Mitch Wigness, who's the football SID who was with us too, he's like, I saw the headline and I went to type back, you know, you're you're a maroon. And he said I ended up autocorrecting to you're a moron. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so so that was a fun that was a that fun was little funny. exchange. You're a moron, Alec. Yeah. We're putting this in. No, but yeah. the uh that's such a fun world. Those guys are just you have They're to be good. so clever and good with words and you have to present all this stuff, even if you're not there, you have to get the details, talk to the coach, figure out what happened when you're a couple thousand miles away and still make it feel like, hey, if I'm reading this at home, it was like I was in the building and watching this match take place. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you know, think about it. Um, and again, why would anyone kind of really think through uh, how many events we have a year? Yeah. And how many events that 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 group has to navigate, and uh, and it, both home and on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, there's sometimes you know we're just putting on events here, and and that might be you know your portal to, to having to do some things here from a staffing standpoint. But that communications group is always uh, juggling at that yeah. point. So even though he's in Huntsville, Texas, he's trying to figure out what other programs are doing as well. But they do a, a marvelous job, led yeah. by Jason Hadju mm-hmm. for sure. He uh, awesome leadership there, and. And Mitch is uh, Mitch is really really good, and we're just uh, really lucky with that group. Yeah, good crew for good sure. Good crew. Year. Yep. So two and one for volleyball on the weekend again. As you mentioned, they start summit league play on the road, Western Illinois, coming up on Friday, and then a trip to Purdue Fort Wayne on Sunday. Yes. And Fort Wayne has been a fun team where they've sort of changed their kind of the, the branding for that university a couple times recently in the last several years. They went from being Indiana Purdue at Fort Wayne to, to we just want to be called Fort Wayne. And now they've decided to put Purdue back in there. So they're Purdue Fort Wayne. It's, so they I, like to mix it up on you a I, little bit. I, I guess I, in, um, Sure, I, I can say this is uh, we have the right logo up at the Betty. Yes, that's right. Yep, the new Mastodon. So, so with from the gold an administrative yep. standpoint on our side, You're I, I think I just make sure that we are doing what we need to do for our conference mates. There you go. Perfect. So the Mastodon is one of the first Summit League opponents that UND will play in conference. Yes, that'll be fun to kick all That'd that off this week be for great. sure. Soccer, by the way, on the road they finished up there now. Almost finished up the non-conference portion of their season. In this past weekend, a resounding two nothing win at a pretty good Grambling team, and then a program record twelve nothing victory over Alcorn State on Sunday. I mean, those are 
those are ridiculous numbers for a side. I mean, 12 nothing. that's that's ridiculous. There's a reason why that's a program record. That's a lot of goals to score in 90 minutes, Bill. It is. And I, you know, and so having not spoken to, to Coach Logan, uh, I, I think in you being a soccer uh, aficionado, I, I'd say two things that probably are, are, are really great coming out of this weekend. Again, two more shutouts. Yeah. And I think, you know, aside from the goals, I think defensively, you know, that's something that obviously we're hanging our hat on, which is great. Um, and then, you know, when you are on the road, you're only bringing a certain amount. You have a travel squad. And mm-hmm. so I, my guess is on the second game, if we ended up having, let's just say, a home match, you might have been able to probably yeah. do some things mm-hmm. from a substitution standpoint that you probably weren't able to do um, on the road. And so uh, all that to be said, you know, I, I think, you know, obviously a, a, a solid non-conference uh uh, schedule and now we uh, we head to Summit play as well. Yeah, the uh, the numbers and you mentioned this, the shutout streak now seven shutouts for Olivia Swenson this season alone, and that ties the program record for most in a season. And they haven't even hit conference play yet. That's so, right. So that's a good that's a good sign. Soccer six one and one. One last non conference game. A very good Portland team coming to town that's on right. Friday. Um, so again, in the midst of all this great homecoming stuff, go and watch that team play. Twelve thirty over at East Grand Forks. They are fun to watch, and they will be tested this week. It's a very good team from the West Coast that's coming to town. Yeah, Portland is a traditional uh, you know team that has had a lot of historical success. So this one will challenge us. As in, in no doubt, misspoke. I meant to say that Portland was coming in prior to Summit League play but i think this one you know gives us maybe a little bit of a um chance to gauge ourselves a little bit just a little bit right i mean and Mm -hmm. and i think i I, probably well timed the way it's all worked itself out because i I, now you're gonna you're gonna get a really good portland team in and you're gonna figure out pretty quickly if we've got some holes uh, to to address prior to summit league play Yeah, because after that i think they go to oral roberts which is one of the one of the top teams in the summit and there's there's a tough start to the schedule in conference play so a good yeah like you said timing of this really works out well yes to figure out some of the kinks because they're probably feeling pretty good about themselves at this point but a good chance to really test yourself you know and again you can always say is that is a good bad or indifferent i think you make it up based on what the schedule is, but coming off what we just came off of and it not necessarily being a conference match, going to an Oral yeah. Roberts, we're going to know right away yeah. some of the things we're going to have to shore up. Yeah, well, we mentioned a 12 nothing win is is a school record for for goals in a match, All you know, a great score line. There were some other records broken on the football field this weekend as we look kind of zoom out and look at the rest of the FCS. Some ridiculous scores. The one that really pops off the charts um, from this area, South Dakota State winning nine Ninety to six over Alabama or Arkansas Pine Bluff this weekend, which is a new school record for the Jacks. And the other one, Davidson beating a Division three school, ninety-one to sixty-one. I mean, have you? <laughs> is uh, the old adage, of course, is that the defense is usually ahead of the offense early in the season? Not in these games. No, no. Defense optional in these contests. Yeah, I, and you know, I, I, my guess, I having not seen either of those games uh the the 91 61 i i don't even have i don't even know what to do with that so it's a basketball i, score. I, I don't know what the, that is <laughs> i i i would you know again so knowing how good south dakota state's been over the last several years um you know it just becomes difficult because even when you're trying to maybe just ground it out yeah. and you're able to block and run 
I, I mean, you can't tell someone just to take a knee at that point in time. And so, uh, so all that to be said, I, I think, you know, uh, those are interesting scores and probably very atypical. And now we get into conference play or, or heading towards conference play, right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, those scores won't be, won't be what they are for sure uh, yeah. moving forward. South Dakota State's next game is against North Dakota State. So a little jump up from the Arkansas yeah. Pine Bluffs of the world. But so, and that's, and you, you bring up a good point there. So South Dakota State, I looked at the stats again they had 926 yards of total offense Mm -hmm. they only threw the ball 20 times i think they were 19 for 21 and they didn't really throw really after halftime and but coach john sigelmeyer has already publicly apologized for letting things kind of get out of hand but what can you do in those situations when you are just turning around and handing it off and then watching the kid run for a touchdown. I mean, yeah, that's they only had 22 rushing plays. Like they did not run many plays. They all were for scores, though. No, I know, and and it's just uh, it's tough. It, it really, really is. And uh, and so with all that being said, uh, you know, they're they're class act, and and mm-hmm. there's no doubt that uh, um, it, it doesn't surprise me that that's what he did. You know, uh, as far as apologizing. But again, I I think the other side of it too is if you're on the other side, you know, I, I'm not sure. A, a team is going to want you got to take care of your own business yeah. and so you know into some degree um i think everyone has to worry about their practice facility and how things mm-hmm. work and so i think uh, you know you kind of go from there and uh now we get into conference play and i'll tell you what it's uh it's going to be it's going to heat up it's going to be exciting and i know we're kind of playing that big sky conference uh schedule it's kind of a kind of a weird anomaly that we're dealing with here the next two years mm-hmm. but again everything's out in front for us for sure from a Big Sky standpoint, kind of one big interconference win for the Big Sky. Number 11, Weber State beating South Dakota that it was Good number win. 22 Good at the win. time. Yeah, 27-10. And it really wasn't even that close. It was no. 27-3 yep. Yep. really late in that game. Uh, that's a Weber State team, of course. They made the quarterfinals last year that has yes. to replace a lot of guys, but a good statement win for them. And then on the flip side, Western Illinois getting the better of number 15, Montana, which is a bit of a surprise. Western Illinois was 0-2 going into that game. And uh, the Grizzlies not quite as good away from Washington Grizzly Stadium, a game they led 27-17 and kind of let slip away in the end. Yeah, you know, and, and I'll, here's what I'll say about the Grizz is that just because they have such a good home field mm-hmm. advantage that it's it, like any school that would have that is probably going to be a little bit, uh, how should I say, lesser on the road mm-hmm. just because of the fan base that in 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 the 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 noise and and all of the support that they have. But going to Macomb's never easy, mm-hmm. and I my guess it's you know it's always tough too. You know you got a uh, in, in, it's hard to say a desperate team early on in the season, but d- definitely had a. In, tremendous opportunity yeah. against quote unquote a ranked team coming in and so but that was a tight game too I think uh, yeah. Montana was up 18-17 at half and so that one was kind of a one score game all mm-hmm. the way through so you know those are the games though that will make a difference as you kind of go down the path of uh, of, of trying to get in that large bid yeah another one of those games in the Big Sky Missouri Valley Challenge Series which has yes. been a great thing I think for both leagues from a non-conference perspective to have just yeah. a little more regional rivalry and with two conferences that are both very, very good. Um, You obviously were at Eastern Washington when that was kind of set up. Talk me through kind of the uh, maybe the benefits. I think they're, they're, the benefits are probably kind of obvious, but I, what, what are the benefits of doing something like this where you can line these things up between two conferences? Yeah, like I think, you know, it actually happened a little bit organically, to mm-hmm. tell you the truth, because schools were were scheduling with each other anyways. And so what ended up happening was I think a number of schools, you know, were just struggling to get home and homes. Yeah. That was number one. Number two, I think some of the schools that 
had had pretty good years over a couple of years in a row were really struggling yeah. to get to get games and so it just naturally kind of materialized that 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 these two leagues were uh, um, you know having a number of games with each other so the thought was why don't we at least define it in some way shape or form and you know it it really quote unquote doesn't mean a whole lot who wins or loses Mm -hmm. but what it does each game means a whole lot and I think uh, it shows certainly to the committee that certain schools are willing to play other schools and so uh, and you know and again the Southland's in a little bit different spot because they play nine conference games Mm -hmm. and so you know uh, so everyone has their own issues that they have to deal with but yeah I think it was good and I think the last one uh, was NAU losing on the road to Missouri State State. Mm -hmm. so that that was a little surprising I know Case Cookus is I don't know if he's out for the year or not but he's certainly out right now and so so that has uh, led probably NAU to scramble a little bit right now you can see how much a kid like that means to your team they were number 20 in the country had played really well the first two weeks of the season and really that's right 40 to 8 well I mean that's a, a big defeat to a Missouri State team who we saw last year and, and beat 33 to nothing, I believe, up here in Grand Forks. So uh, Northern Arizona, by the way, one of 12 teams in the top 25 in the FCS to lose. Seven of those, those teams lost to FBS schools, and you wouldn't expect them to get dinged up too much. But um, when you think about where UND is going to land, obviously we'll know as you're listening to this podcast mm-hmm. where UND will be ranked after that number five defeat. But what do you think? What's a, what's a proper ranking? <laughs> and does it even matter? Should people even read well, much into this? Well, no, I think everything matters. I think, you, I think I, you know, I think it's, that's the reasons why we do these things. And now, will it really matter when it comes to selection? Not mm-hmm. necessarily, because I think the committee goes by their own criteria based on what's transpiring. But I, I, what I think and what I think's going to happen could be two different things. That that's start there. So 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 let me let, preface this. Yep, so, okay. so I'm not trying to caveat you here, but but I'm going to tell you what I think it, it should happen now. I think every year, you know, I've always had this, I guess, issue for a long period of time. I don't know why we do a preseason poll. In a sense, I get it for publicity mm-hmm. reasons and those types of things. But what ends up happening is then schools get put in a position in each year, especially in the FCS, are different. If I went in and said those 25 teams that get ranked, I'm going to guess you probably, let's just say you get half of them right. Mm. So the other half get a benefit of being a ranked team prior to the season kicking off. Mm-hmm. And so that so there so there's you know philosophically my little issue. <laughs> so beyond that though if we're playing a top 5 team on the road and find a way to win by one, which is that's all you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is you should be ahead of that team. Now wherever Sam ends up landing I think we should at least be one space ahead of them. So we'll see what ends up happening. I'm not going to give you a number, but I'm just saying I think logically that makes sense. And that makes sense to me too. Yep, for sure. And so now when you're early in the year and there's not a lot of equity that's been built up and say you're a six and one team, maybe you drop one and you go to six and two, but you've built up six wins along the way that then maybe I talk a little bit differently in regards to that. But I think or think a little bit differently in that. But, you know, at this point in time, I I think you end up getting a a preseason ranking based on what transpired the year before. And sometimes your team is not the same team as the year before. And so 
all that to be said um we'll see where it is i don't know we'll we'll we should find ourselves probably my guess is somewhere in the teens i mm-hmm. guess would be my thought but you know but i'm going to stick to what i'm thinking right here we should at least be one spot ahead of sam houston i mean if you really want to go letter of the law wouldn't that make sense we beat this team head to head shouldn't maybe we be rewarded for that well but i mean if it whether comes, or not it works if, out if it comes way. out and it's anything different i would just ask what's the philosophy behind it mm-hmm. if we had beaten them by a point in grand forks i could make that argument mm-hmm. but if you go on the road and get that one done and i would assume that you put more premium on a road win that would be my guess. So we'll see what the uh, folks, I don't have a vote, so I don't know. So we'll see what they do. Yeah, typically those come out, the stats FCS poll, which is more the media poll, usually comes out around one o'clock or so on Mondays. Yeah. And then the coaches poll comes out short, either a little bit before or a little bit after. It kind of depends on how the NCAA lines all those things, how, how quickly coaches get their votes back. But something to watch. I would assume either way, it will be a ranked North Dakota team hosting Idaho State coming into town come Saturday. And that just sort of adds again to yep. the excitement, the buildup, the the hype that goes along with this type it of does. thing. It does. And an Idaho State team that scored 23 on the road in Berkeley. Exactly. I guess, yeah. Against, against a, good a Cal, Cal team a good Cal that defense. beat BYU, yep. who BYU beat Wisconsin on the road. And so first time Wisconsin had lost to a non-conference team, uh, a non-conference, non-ranked team in a long, long time. Mm. And so uh, so I I think you're going to see an Idaho State team that uh, certainly turned things around under a new coach last year a little bit uh, as far as as certainly scoring points. And so uh, so we're going to have our hands full. Yeah, 4 o'clock Saturday again, UND, ISU. Don't miss that one at the Alara Center. Um, anything else from a UND perspective, Bill? No, I, I think that's it. I mean, it's a, it's a big, big week, no, no doubt about it. We've got some uh, teams that are on the road. Uh, Tennises are, are, are doing some things as well, kind of their fall portion of their schedule. And we, we touched on volleyball, so we're good to go. Yeah, and we should also mention cross country was down in Nebraska this yes, week yes. And, and did well. A couple of the women, again, finishing in the top 40 in a big field, I think 140 yep. kids, a lot of power five schools down there. One of the men's side finished in the top 40 as well. So good things for Dick Clay to kind of get as they kind of roll into the the money portion of their season. Good things happening for that program as well. Absolutely. Um, Quick flip to the B side. We had a bit of a bet last week, sleep deprivation from getting back from Houston at 4 a.m. and Hockey Fan Fest yesterday, which was a lot of fun. I did not bring you anything red to wear this morning. So I'm always good at uh, um, paying off whatever it is. I'm not necessarily, quote unquote, a better by trade, but uh, but I'll say that we are we are producer list today, so we're kind of doing a a B a B side sort of podcast, if you will. So this is our alternate podcast, and so I appreciate you coming with uh, uh, your equipment today and kind of figuring this out. But let's let's wait for David to come back, and then next week let's uh, let's 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 make sure that I at least have a scarf on or something. 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 There was no one here to take the picture. That's my that in my defense. Even if you wore it, it would have been absolutely. You know, it would It would have been a tree falling in the forest, right? (laughs) Uh, We're talking, of course, about Liverpool, the 2-1 win at Wembley over Spurs this weekend, which we won't go into a lot of detail on. It was, you know, one of those matches where Spurs had their chances, Liverpool had theirs, and Liverpool were just a little more efficient in front of goal. I think Liverpool's just at a, um, you know, sometimes you just go through uh, 
periods where you're just hitting on cylinders mm. that that team's hitting on much there were many more chances for liverpool than there was yeah. at tottenham and tottenham just uh, they, and again i i was talking to my son as we were debriefing as as all of our teams are are not doing very well he's a carolina panther fan i'm a steeler fan and then you've got the oh the red sox are doing fine but then you have tottenham <laughs> and and you know i i just i struggle to think that my team is tired yeah. They're tired, and, and I think they really are. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and they actually made some tired plays on Saturday. It, it just, yeah. it wasn't it's great. Bad, bad giveaways in Bad the giveaways, and almost Vorm, yeah. I think, could have had the second goal. Yeah. I think he could have. Now, again, easy for me to say, you know, uh, in Huntsville on an iPad watching it, but, <laughs> but the ball seemed to go through his arms. Yeah. So that wasn't great. Not great for your backup goalkeeper. No, yeah, no, so, that well, wasn't good. So, but, so they play. Now we go. What we have Champions League Champions this week. Are yep. you at home or on the road? Um, Liverpool's at home. So we uh, tough. Well, yeah, I will say a tough test against Paris Saint Germain at home, um, which is not going to be an easy opponent coming into Anfield with Neymar and yep. Edison Cavani and a lot, a lot of big name guys. You, for a tired team, have to go to Italy and take on Inter Milan. So no rests for the weary, unfortunately. No, no. And so, you know, that will be big. And then, uh, and then go on the road on the weekend at Brighton. Yeah. So, so it, it is, um, it'll be interesting. But you know what? I want to see what this team's made of. Mm. I'm, I'm, I, you know what? I, I, I need to see a little grit out of this club. <laughs> How about that? There you go. That's what you're shooting for. I'm, uh, I'm shooting for grit. This will be, be a good test grit. for it. <laughs> One of the things, and we'll just briefly, if you're not familiar with soccer, the way things work are you have a regular season. You also have several cup competitions that you play in that you can qualify for it based on your league finish the year before. The UEFA Champions League is sort of the big one. All the best teams from around the different countries. So the, the three best teams in Spain, the three best teams from Germany, the best teams from Italy, the best teams from France, the best teams from England. They all play in this year-long competition. There's a group stage just like in the World Cup. You get four teams in your group. You play everybody twice, home and away. But the unique thing about this from an, from an American sports perspective, it, it's almost like an NCAA basketball season in which your league season is is your conference non-conference play then you also have your conference tournament which is kind of like your league cups your fa cup and then you also get the ncaa tournament which is like the champions league it would be as if the ncaa basketball tournament or the the, the schedule was set up with okay we're going to play three games non-conference then we're going to play the first round of the ncaa tournament and then yes. we're going to play a couple more games in conference. That's kind of what this is like. It's tournaments spread out throughout the course of well, the season. And, and you're going to have a, a, a tournament that uh, just the state of North Dakota is going to have. <laughs> right. And, and, yep. and, and, and UND could go play at where? Jamestown. Yep. Mayville. Mayville. Yep. Just depending on a draw. You marry. Yep. You get you get all different levels are playing against each other in these domestic cups. Same thing like this. Yes. It's just it's 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 quite wild. So uh, so Tom Miller and Mitch Wigness they they asked you know kind of how my morning was in the mm-hmm. in the lobby. Well, they got me going a little bit. And I I got myself <laughs> going. Let's start that. But I'm not sure that they even kind of really got to that point. And it is an interesting thought i mean for an american fan but once you kind of get it's like baseball once you kind of get into it a little bit there's like nuances to it which are kind of neat yeah well it's a it's a fun sport to follow okay i feel like every week we're just trying to win more people over to try and even just give give soccer a just one person at a time that's all that's That's it that's that's it that's it last one would have to be the red Sox, right there you go is mookie okay no he said he was all right okay yeah so he takes a week off right no big deal. I mean, I think we're okay at this point. Ten and a half up, eleven and a half, something like that. I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Yeah. I, I think at this point in time, I mean, I guess if you're going to root for anything, if you're a Red Sox fan, I guess you root for Oakland to catch the Yankees 
and have to have the Yankees go out west. Yeah. And even if they win that that game, you know, then they have to come back mm-hmm. to to Fenway. So, but either way, I mean, Oakland's scrappy enough that they could go into Yankee Stadium and win. They're like a dangerous team. You know what I mean? They're one of those that, that I, I tell you what, you, you probably think, Oakland, how, how's that going to, it's like, it, it, that's not, can't happen. You got to give those guys credit. They have played great this year and they continually always are, are there. On they, a shoestring budget. Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, whatever their culture and how they've gone about what they do, you got that, that, and I know the whole money ball thing, and maybe that's evolved to mm-hmm. 2.0, 3.0, but you got to give them credit. They've had a heck of a year. Yeah. A great organization that seems to make it work without the resources of these other big teams. And like you said, now in a situation like this, you don't really have a lot to lose. Nobody expects you to beat New York. That's if right. that ends up being the ultimate matchup, you can kind of play a little loose and free and that's, that's a dangerous right. team. That's right. Come you, October. You go for it on fourth down. You go for it on fourth down. That's what you do. <laughs> That's a good place to end, I think, for this week. Uh, Bill, as always, a lot of fun chatting with you about Appreciate sports. It. I really enjoyed the trip to Houston. Looking forward to a big week for athletics. Best of luck with everything that's coming up this week. Thanks, Alex. For Bill Shaves, for absent producer David Folsky, who, by the way, is visiting family, and we should want to just the best wishes to the Folsky family. I'm Alex Heinert. We'll talk to you next time. 